Feel like your promotions are a little bit boring? Wondering how to spice things up and kick your event calendar up a notch? In today's episode, I'm sharing three promotions that pet bosses all over the country in every single niche have seen success with and what it means to make them your signature event. So grab your notebooks for this one because I'm sharing why doing events and promotions is an absolute must for your pet business and a lot of ideas with you that you can implement right away. Welcome to the Boss Your Business Podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candace Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses, and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you, mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. So guys, I want you to take your marketing seriously. Like seriously, I really want you to do that. (laughs) I think we've talked about it a lot in most of the episodes here in the Boss Your Business podcast. And I know you've heard me say this in previous episodes, and I know that my clients hear this all the time, but it is not your customer's job to remember you. It's your job to stay in touch with them and remind them about how amazing it is to do business with you. So no matter if you carry inventory or not, successful pet business owners have a robust event and promotion calendar as part of their marketing plan. I think oftentimes we think about events and promotions tied to inventory, but all our service-based businesses, you too can have this robust marketing plan filled with events and promotions. And you need to do it regularly because it increases your sales, period. It gives you something to talk about in your email, on social media, in conversations with your customers, and so many more places. It encourages customers to come in more, and that will ultimately increase the frequency of their purchases with you, which ultimately raises your revenue. Plus, an exciting promotion or special event gets your customers talking about you. We all know the power of the word of mouth marketing. In episode two, titled, Actually Successful or Accidentally Successful?, I covered the business success cycle and events and promotions really help us maintain that success cycle. All the steps include meeting new people, building a relationship, asking for the sale, recommending other purchases, maintaining the relationship. A robust events calendar actually helps you do all of those things. I know you don't want to do events because they take a lot of time to plan. Maybe they just haven't been successful for you. Maybe they cost too much money and you don't see the ROI and, 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 you know, I know that events can be a pain in the butt. I know that they can be. I love planning events and sometimes I'm overwhelmed by events. So I can only imagine if you're not into it, how you're just dragging your feet, executing these. So I don't want you to feel like you have to do all of these things right now. I just want you to feel like you have one thing that you can really develop into making your signature event. Something that is truly unique to you 
and allows you to go all in something that you get really excited about that ties to your brand and ties to your customers by looking at our event calendar for the whole year and not so much thinking about what it is we're going to do tomorrow or a week from now, or, you know, later this month, thinking big picture and what it is you can do once a year, two times a year, maybe quarterly that can become your signature event, something that allows you to be known for something. It helps make your business a destination. It motivates your customers to leave their couch, to leave their house, to get off the internet and come to you, to drive to you. It gets them to participate with you. Make this experience something that your customers look forward to every single year. Make it something that they talk about with their friends, neighbors, and families. Help people build memories with each other, build memories with their pets, and ultimately build memories with you. A signature event can bring in significant revenue. It can attract new customers and supporters of your business, and it helps raise public awareness about your business. Because depending on how fun and elaborate this event is, it definitely can be newsworthy. All right, now we're going to dive into these three specific events that any pet business can do. If you are working by yourself or you have a team of 100 people, it doesn't matter. All three of these will work for you. If you're just thinking about starting your business and you want to use something like this to actually kick it off and build your list, yes, these events are for you. Or if you've been in business for 20 years and you need something to celebrate your 20 year anniversary, one of these events will work. So keep an open mind. And remember when you're planning a signature event, or really even something just that you whip up really quickly, it's always way more fun when you put a theme to them. So any of these events can work again, depending on the season for a specific holiday, for a, a reason in your business, like a business anniversary, really kind of think to yourself how you could fit these events into your overall calendar, depending on the time of year that it makes sense for you and your business to do them. Okay, let's dive in. So the very first signature event is really a game. We want you to game it up. So you can game it up with playing bingo with your customers or Candyland. remember that board game, or turning something into a scavenger hunt. We love gamification at Pet Boss Nation, and you might have even participated in one of our Pet Boss bingo games. Our Pet Boss club members get access to templates for bingo and Candyland board games and scavenger hunts, along with many other ways that they can engage in gamification with their customers. And actually, you can play these games with your customers or with your team. They can happen online or in your store. For the purpose of this, we're just going to talk specifically about bingo, but conceptually they all work no matter what kind of game board you use. So just like in traditional bingo, you'll have a bingo board, but instead of numbers on the board, you're going to add actions that you want the person to take. So let me share some examples. If you were playing bingo with your customers, some of the squares might say things like, leave us a Google review, sign up for a class, follow us on Instagram. Share a picture of your pet in our business. Purchase a dog toy. Maybe this can even become a bigger signature event for you as a game that new customers play when they start doing business with you. So whether you're a doggy daycare, a dog trainer, 
or a pet store or really anyone, you could come up with a new customer bingo board and they would get to play different squares to learn more about your business and really bond to your company. Or if they got a new puppy, there could be a new puppy bingo board that you give everybody. Bingo is also really fun to play with your team. You can use them to either help increase your sales, improve your teamwork, or help your team learn. So if you're using a bingo board to help improve sales, boxes would include things like selling a dog toy, adding a customer to our loyalty program, upgrading someone from a five pound bag to a 15 pound bag of dog food, things like that. If you're using it to help with teamwork, that might include cleaned the bathroom. I didn't call off this month. I came to work early. I took a great social media picture for you to use. Or if you're using it as a learning tool, the squares could include things like, I watched a dog food brand video. I read a blog post about pet nutrition. I picked a product to learn more about. I think you get the sense here. So what we're doing here is we're using a game in a fun way, and we're going to reward the people who fill out their bingo cards. And in the end, no matter what you put on it or how you use the card, there's a purpose behind why you're doing it. So you're going to give these bingo boards for free. They'll have a set amount of time to complete their bingo board. Again, you can decide this. It might be one day, one week, or one month. But remember, the longer that people have to fill out their bingo boards, the more you have to stay in touch with them and remind them to keep filling it out. They're going to be way more engaged at the beginning of playing bingo. When they win bingo, that's five across or five down or four diagonal, because remember, there's a free space. They can turn their bingo card into you for a prize. Or maybe not everyone gets a prize for a completed bingo and all the cards are put into a larger raffle opportunity. Again, it depends on your purpose. And then you need to decide how you're going to get people to fill out their bingo cards. What will motivate them? What I also love about these games is that it's a great visual for you to share on your social media and in your email. You can integrate your own branding into this, and it really does help improve your engagement on social media. It really also allows you to bring out your personality with what you pick to put on the squares. Make sure to go check out our show notes at petboss.com forward slash episode six. On that page, I'll share examples of what other people have done with their bingo boards. Signature event number two is the fifth Saturday sale. For many years in retail and in grooming, Saturdays were always traditionally the busiest days. Maybe not so much anymore, depending on what's happened with your business in the pandemic or how you've shifted things. But for the sake of marketing and giving it a good theme, fifth Saturday sales are a great way to drive extra traffic. And you only have to do this promotion about four times a year. On occasion, like in 2022, there is a year where there are five months that have a fifth Saturday in them. So if we look at 2022, January had a fifth Saturday. Normally, there's only four in each month. April, July, October, and December will all have a fifth Saturday in them. By running a fifth Saturday sale, this allows retailers or you know service providers listening to, this gives you an opportunity to get an extra boost in revenue that month compared to other months. You're going to run a special promotion just on these Saturdays. And actually in July of this year, we have one month 
that has a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that are all the fifth Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of that month, only one month. And then in December, there's a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in 2022. Okay. So you might be able to have some fun around that too. Since these days are so infrequent throughout the whole year, you can really go big on these fifth Saturday sales. Maybe there's an extra big discount or a really big giveaway, some sort of special experience. You want to strategically tie this special day to either your loyalty program or your top 25% of your customer base. You can even use an exclusive tote bag that can be treated as a fill your bag event for 20% off, something like that. And maybe they've even received this bag through being a loyal customer of yours. The purpose of running a fifth Saturday sale or fifth Saturday event, I know we have a lot of different pet businesses listening, so you might have to tweak this to work for you, but the purpose of it isn't just to reward everybody and your customer base because otherwise they'll know when they're coming, right? They know when those fifth Saturday sales are. Instead, we're using it as a special event to layer into a loyalty program and a bigger like VIP package experience for your top best customers. It's a way to say thank you to them for doing business with you. Now, signature event number three is to host a challenge. There are all kinds of challenges you could host. Let me give you a few here that I've seen pet bosses actually execute. You could have a walk your dog challenge, whether it's with all of you as a group or people do this on their own out of their homes. You could have an indoor game and puzzle challenge, build a better bowl, work on bonding with your pet, have a healthier lifestyle, or even a brushing your doodle challenge, because we all know that's a big challenge. If you're going to host a challenge, you want to set an attainable and exciting timeframe, like seven days, 14 days, 21 days, 30 days. I personally like the seven day and 14 day challenges but I know sometimes we need a little bit more time to create a habit or to educate the customer, depending on what it is you want to do in your challenge, but keep it fairly short. Okay. Because like I said earlier with the game, the longer your challenge goes on, the more you're going to have to communicate with them and keep the momentum going. People will start to fall off if it just drags on for too long, or they'll get distracted with other things. And the whole goal of this is that we're trying to drive awareness, bring you new customers and get people to start doing business with you. When you're hosting a challenge, you really want to understand the purpose for why you're even hosting this to begin with. Is it to add more of your ideal customer to your email list? If it is, you need to find ways to drive traffic to an online platform where you can capture their emails. Or if that is too advanced for you, then there has to be a way at the event that you're going to capture their emails. Maybe your purpose is to sell more of a specific product or service, like the brushing your doodle challenge. Sure. You want them to learn how to do that, to maintain their dog's cope in between grooms. But at the end of the day, they'll realize how challenging it is to do that. And they may just book a regular brush out in between grooms with you. Maybe your purpose for hosting a challenge is to build a community within your customer base. Perhaps it's to increase sales. 
knowing the purpose of not just this challenge, but really the fifth Saturday sale or playing games, knowing the purpose and being very clear with that helps you make decisions and the rest of the event. Decisions like who you're going to market this event to, how many days should it be? How much team do you need to support you? What other fun things are they going to get? Like, is it going to be free or is it a paid challenge? Are you going to do a pop-up Facebook group or a Zoom room? Do you need to make a schedule for all the Zoom rooms that are going to be happening? Maybe you want to use an app like Voxer so that you can all talk to each other. What elements of your challenge need to be digital versus what has to happen in person? I encourage you just to have fun with this by creating a really great theme and coming up with some freebies or prizes that you could include. The prizes and freebies really allow you to feature any of the brands that you sell or work with and other people that you love to collaborate with. So being very clear on your purpose for the challenge will really help you make decisions about all aspects of how to, at the end of the day, make this a success for you. And also at the end of the day, helps you make it one of your annual or quarterly signature events. So today I shared a little bit about gamification and playing games, fifth Saturday sales and running challenges. So whether you choose one of these or it inspires you to come up with another idea, pick something that fits your company's personality and your interests. Events and promotions are way more impactful when they have a theme and a purpose that ties to you. I want to spend a little time here going even deeper into purpose-driven events. Everything you're going to spend time or money on should have a purpose. You really need to understand the most important one or two things that are the reason for all of this. Okay. If you're going to spend your time and your money doing anything, you really need to get connected with that. In the Pet Boss Club, we have a monthly co-working session. And oftentimes our members will bring an idea or an event or promotion that they're working on and they want to brainstorm with us. We love to do that, but I always start with what's the purpose? Why are you doing this? And that ultimately gets us to the root of all the other ideas we come up with and all the other little event logistics that get intertwined. Let's think about how your events can serve a purpose. Maybe an event is meant to activate an existing customer. What I mean by activate is that it's going to bring somebody in who maybe hasn't been as active in a long time, and you'd like to see them more regularly, but they're already a customer of yours. Maybe this event is to truly build relationships with each other, with you, with your team. Maybe the event is just to get new customers. Maybe it's a bring a friend event. Perhaps you're using it to collect customer information. Those are great for online events. You can get their email addresses, their mailing addresses, cell phone texting numbers. Perhaps it's an event that's going to help your team strengthen any core strategies that you do. Maybe this event is to create opportunities for publicity and for you to be in the news. Or perhaps it's to generate cash or reduce your inventory. If I had the same event, but each of them had a different purpose that I just shared, they would all be run differently. So if you decide to pick playing bingo, having a fifth Saturday sale or running a challenge, think through those purposes. I'm excited to hear if you implement any of these ideas. And if you already do these in your pet business, send me a message and let us know. And if you found this really interesting, 
I think you're going to love our next episode. Next week, my guest is one of our clients, Pet Boss Club member Carly from House of Paws, who is sharing another awesome promotion that she implemented recently and for her business's third anniversary. So make sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you can be the first to know when the interview is released. I'll talk to you again soon. Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? Now, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast, or the more you download different episodes, or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, stay focused, stay motivated, and go boss your business.